You're listening to a Church Doctor production. You're listening to the Big Church, Small Church podcast with John Hunter. Conversations and tips for churches to engage in outreach communities to reach new people for God in your neighborhood. Welcome back to the Big Church, Small Church podcast. Uh, Very happy uh, New Year to you guys out there. Uh, hope that you're uh, sticking strong with your New Year's resolutions and not um, failing yet, <laughs> as I always seem to do. Uh, but no, seriously, hope that you are um, really taking this time in the new year to you know, develop some new habits, um, disciplines, to just spend time with God and to be in his presence. Yeah, it's just um, new year, new opportunity to start new and good things. So hope you're pruning some of those things that aren't so healthy back and that you um, take on some new things that will help you thrive for God. Today, we are going to talk about a new way to reach people, a process of belong, believe, become. And uh, this is about the opposite of what the church has done. They've used the process that you have to believe in order to behave, in order that you can then belong. And so I want to talk about how I actually think about the church could um, do this in the opposite way. And actually using outreach communities in your church is the perfect way to use this process of belong, believe, become. I grew up in a church that you had to have the right beliefs and you had to behave the right way in order to belong. And so I can remember about middle school, I entered into dun, 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 catechism. And so in catechism, I joined a group of about 50 other people who were about my age. We were all a bunch of squirrely middle schoolers and we had just finished going to normal school. And then we, every Wednesday we would go to the church and we would have classes on theology and the Bible. And I felt bad for our teachers because they were really nice. One was my mom. And we weren't very nice kids because none of us wanted to continue learning and sitting still, trying to get all these right beliefs um, so that we could become full-pledged members of this church. And if you didn't pass this catechism where you had the right beliefs, Uh, then you weren't fully able to participate in all of the church. And so I had, again, I had a huge class of people that I went through, probably 50 plus people. We spent two grueling years being, um, you know, pounded with the right information. And then we had a, a biblical exam that we had to take at the end to be able to graduate catechism. And then you, uh, each of us had to give up and give a testimony of faith before the congregation And what I noticed was that after graduation, uh, there was about, uh, again, 50 of us doing this. Um, It was shortly after that we started all going to high school youth group and, or I should say that we didn't go to high school youth group because what I noticed is that everybody that I had gone through catechism with no longer went to church anymore. Um, They didn't come on a Sunday morning and they didn't go to youth group at all. And so what I noticed was that actually that people, when they graduated catechism, they acted like they graduated church. And I thought this is really weird. And I didn't think of it because I mean, I was just a high schooler at the time, but since then training to be a pastor, going to seminary, you know, I, I talked to other people who are in the, in the same um, business. And so I've talked to other people who um, other churches who who follow a similar pattern of this catechism or, 
or even a process of just the, you know, making people believe the right stuff in order to belong to the church. And I'm like, it's really weird. My catechism class just seemed to like vanish. And they say, that's really weird. We had the same thing. And so like, there's this continuing trend of these churches that have, um, graduated people from catechism. And it's like, they've graduated the church that the believe behave belong model had a reverse effect on them. The church in the past has mainly used this method of believe uh, that you have to behave and then you can belong to the church community. It's like that you need to get all your ducks in a row before you can become a church member. To belong as a person, you have to first believe in Christ and accept all the beliefs of the church in order to belong as part of the community. And... You have to behave also. But there are two things that I think that, that don't really work with this. First off, Jesus did not model this, mess, this method. Jesus met people where they were at. I can think of all the people that Jesus met with that the religious leaders had a problem with. Think about the woman at the well. Did she have all of her ducks in a row before that Jesus met with her and accepted her? No, Jesus met her where she was at right there in that time. Same thing uh, with the lepers, right? Jesus went and healed people with leprosy. People in that day wouldn't even get near people with leprosy. They were outcasts of society. But Jesus continually broke the social norms to reach out to these people and create a space of belonging. The other thing that I find, second thing that I find wrong with this is that if we truly apply this method to the entire church, I'm not sure anybody would actually belong to the church. See, I really think that it's a journey that we are on with Christ as we are part of a community where God, by his Holy Spirit, continues to transform us into his image, that we're continually becoming like a child of God, that we're becoming a new creation. And... Instead, what we've done is we've created that you have to have all the right beliefs and in order to join. And what we've become is an exclusive country club that is, makes it a really a hard place for people outside the church that don't have all the right beliefs or didn't grow up in the church culture to belong and to find a place of healing. So after I graduated from college, I went to Sheffield, England to do a discipleship training year. And I had such an amazing experience on this disciple training year that we actually started one here at Church Doctor Ministries, which we call Send Young Adults. It gives uh, young adults an opportunity to go deeper in their faith, to learn about how God has created them, gifted them, so that they can live a life on mission for God and bring transformation wherever they might be going. So when I arrived at this church in Sheffield, England, I had something really weird happen to me. I I felt like I belonged right away. Instantly, I had loads and loads of friends who loved and supported me. I can remember my first Sunday at the church. I was just 23 years old, and I came into the church and for, for Sunday worship, and I shook some people's hands during the, the time of the greeting time in the service. And then after the service, the people that greeted me, their names were John and Ruth Fox. And they said, hey, why don't you come over for Sunday afternoon tea? I was like, I said, what is Sunday afternoon tea? 
is that like, you want me to have a cup of tea? And they were like, no, no, no. Tea is like lunch. Like, why don't you come over for lunch? And I was like, oh, that's different. I had never had anybody ask me to come over for lunch from the church that I grew up in. I was like, all right, this is a cool experience. And so that memory always stuck with me. I thought, this is amazing. I've been invited into somebody's home. It's so personal. It's so relational. And I got to spend time with their family, getting to know people in the, in the church. And I was like, well, that was kind of a crazy experience. But the next Sunday, I had the same experience. I sat next to somebody else who was a church member. And they said the same thing. They said, hey, would you like to go for lunch after church? I said, yeah, all right. That sounds good. I mean, I was a young male who didn't know how to cook. And I didn't even know where the grocery store was at this point. And, but this was a continuing pattern of the church. The church was so relational that like, that they wanted to invite people into their homes, um, to build relationships with people, um, to get to know people really personally outside of just, uh, Hey, how you doing on a Sunday morning kind of experience. I can remember after a few weeks of being there in, in a different country at this church, my dad, who was a pastor, uh, called the pastor of this church and he just wanted to see how I was doing. And the pastor, I can remember we had a kind of a conversation, the three of us, why I think we were on Skype or something and he said, Oh, John's doing great. He's become part of the furniture. That's the expression that he used. I was like part of the furniture. I was like, well, that's kind of a strange expression, but I think what the pastor meant is that that I, even though I'd only been there a couple of weeks, that he could see me, that I was fitting in, that I belonged to this church, that I instantly, as a foreigner and somebody that didn't really know anybody, was just belonging, that I felt like part of the fabric of this church. And really for me, my experience of this, it, it, that church, uh, it shifted from more of a place of duty um, that I had to go to church to a place of friendship, a place of relationship, a place of belonging. And for me personally, it was a place where I felt safe. Um, I felt encouraged. I felt supportive. And what I really noticed is that my I became um, just really like I felt like I was thriving for God for the first time. I felt like I had a supportive place and a belonging community where I was just becoming on fire for Jesus. It was It was just an incredible experience. And this really is the belong, believe, become process of faith that they that these guys were living out. And the belong, believe, uh, become um, process is, is that no matter where anybody is in their faith currently, that you just accept them for where that they are. It doesn't matter if they're a Christian or they're not a Christian, uh, whether they have a different religious belief, whether they're an atheist, that actually, in some ways, they belong right away to the church community, that, it, that there's a really low bar for belonging. And I think that this is the way that, that Jesus would do church today, um, that as people belong in the church community, they are transformed by the Holy Spirit as they catch Christianity off people, that it's not just about believing the right things or being taught the right things, that they actually catch Christianity from being a part of the church community. 
It gives people an opportunity to first be part of the church and helps them to hear more about Jesus so that they can catch Jesus in their lives. They can see why we live the way that we live differently from the world around us. See, when you reach new people for God, it is like you're asking them to become part of a new culture, the kingdom of God culture, which is opposite of the culture that they grew up in. See, this is very, very different from a lot of people who grow up in the church. And so they're introduced to a church culture, or I think a better phrase for it is the the culture of the kingdom, that it, it takes a while to adjust. It's like if you went to Japan or you went to England, it takes a while to get the kind of the social cues and really know how to belong in the church. I think it's, we really need to lower the bar on this and say that if you're, um, if you know, if you want to come and be a part of this group, be a part of it. Relationship, right? Instantly become friends with people. I think if you've ever been on mission before, locally mission, that is not mission abroad, it can be extremely messy. I think that when we meet people where they are at, like Jesus did, you realize that people are just messy individuals because we live in a world that's complicated and broken by sin and destruction. And you really have to meet people where they are at. And in my experience, rather than just believing all the right beliefs, that coming to faith is more of a conversion process than just an event. Yes, I believe it's still good um, and that people need to, to still pray that Jesus is their Lord and that they, they say is Savior and repent and all of those things, right? But, but it's so much more important that even before they, they, they even might pray those prayers, that they feel like they belong and that they've built relationships that are meaningful in the church. Why can't someone start to be a disciple of Jesus before they give their and commit their lives to Christ? I just wonder, do you think that Peter, James, and John had it all together as fishermen before they knew what they were getting themselves into as a follower of Jesus? Maybe not. I don't know. So I think that actually in a church, the outreach communities makes it an easy place of belonging in the church. That, that's what this church in Sheffield did. They had these groups, outreach communities, which they called clusters. Now, an outreach community, again, is, is a community that meets outside the church and has a specific vision and mission to reach unchurched people. And really, this is the, the perfect place of belonging because it, it follows the process of belong, believe, become. Because it's all built on relationships. It's easy to invite people to rather than coming to a church service. It gives people a space for people to explore Christianity in a safe open and honest environment. It is a space where people can ask safe questions about faith and to see how people really live their lives as Christians. My wife and I now have been involved in outreach communities for about 10 years. And um, it's just been an amazing experience as we've seen uh, lots of people who we've met outside the church come into our home, go out for meals with, and just celebrate life with. And, and these people have been uh, atheists, they've been Muslims, 
they've been people who like to party. They've been people that just seem that they're so far away from God um, when they first started. And yet they're welcome to be a part of this group, this community who loves them really, really well. And what I love is that that during these, this time when we have met in our outreach communities, that we've had some really um, deep conversations that have been – and respectful conversations where we've had huge disagreements about faith and uh, God and the meaning of life. And yet we still respect their opinion and they've respected ours. And more often than not, it's been amazing to see that actually over time that that God works in their life. The more that they come and are part of the community, the more that they actually they catch Christianity, the more that they become disciples of Christ. And, and more often than not, we've seen these people actually become Christians and give their lives to Jesus. But it all started not with having the right beliefs, but starting from a place of relationship and belonging. So I want to ask you today, how could you start an outreach community in your church? How could you create a safe space for people to explore faith and catch Jesus from you? How can you create a space where people can belong so that they can believe in Jesus, so they can be transformed and become all that they were meant to be in Christ Jesus as a child of God. Thanks for listening. Wishing you a uh, happy new year and looking forward to being with you again on our next podcast. God bless. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Big Church, Small Church Podcast, a Church Doctor Ministries production. To download the show notes, go to thesendmovement.com. For questions, coaching, or other network opportunities, contact John Hunter at J-O-N-H-U-N-T-E-R at churchdoctor.org. If you've liked this episode, please give a review, subscribe, and share it on your social media platforms.